helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Yulia Pankratova, who will be talking with us about The Chameleon's True Colors, her book. Welcome to the show, Yulia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is so delightful to have you on. I am excited to hear more about your book, The Chameleon's True Colors. And can you tell me, before we dive into the book, can you tell me a little bit about your history? Yeah, uh, my personal history. Yes. Oh, of course, yes. So, um, well, thank you for asking, firstly. But um, I guess for me, uh, probably starts being born in Moscow. So I lived there with uh, my parents and grandparents kind of together when I, uh, yeah, until I was five. Um, and then we all moved over with my parents to London, where we lived um, again for a couple of years, moved again uh, another couple of times. So I had quite a kind of there and back childhood, moving countries, learning different languages, um, and then actually kind of settled in the UK uh, from about eight years old onwards. And um, then I went on to studying um, literature. So I loved books, I've always loved reading. It's always been quite a, an important part of my life, um, you know, especially as I was saying with the kind of moving around, it was always a source of kind of, you know, both escapism and, you know, a bit of stability as well, really. So yeah, I kind of took that all the way to, you know, university level. Also then after that ended up studying illustration because I'd always loved art and kind of couldn't feel right with myself if I'd let it go completely. So yeah, I ended up uh, doing both of those, but not necessarily for some reason clicking of how I can marry them together <laughs> until a few years later, because I went off and uh, worked in advertising for a number of years, which was, you know, fascinating. And I learned a lot um, of you know, many different things and kind of seeing the corporate world and seeing how an office works. Um, but I don't think that was kind of a place for me ultimately. So I, I spent about five years doing that and then left. Um, and yeah, and I think from around then, I really started kind of uh, pursuing the illustration and the writing route because actually, you know, children's books was always something that I loved. And, you know, even as an adult, I'd had, uh, you know, people kind of uh, finding it funny how I would always go up to the picture book bit in a bookshop and just stand there staring. Um, and I think it all started clicking for me um, around them. So I've kind of been working on it since, which has been, you know, amazing for many different reasons. Um, and yeah, I guess it's all kind of uh, coming together now. Um, and I've got the Chameleon's True Colours. I did uh, No Matter What also with Familius um, earlier last year, uh, which was amazing, which I um, illustrated a book uh, for Josh Ship, 
Um, and yeah, and the comedians True Colours I've written as well. So yeah, it's brilliant to, to get those two things kind of marrying up and working. What a beautiful history you have. What a beautiful personal history from mm. Moscow to London, where you now make your home and mm. taking such such wonderful pieces that are, you know, passions for you, your love of books, your love clearly of language and of mm. illustration and that and then now allowing those talents to give beautiful books to adults and children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That's very kind. <laughs> ah, and so now, are do you have children of your own? I don't have children of my own, but I have been around children for a long time. You know, I uh, when I was younger, I was you know as my kind of um, alongside studying job, I was a tutor, and it was a tutor when uh, you used to tutor maybe seven children at once. Um, and that was amazing actually that was really really an interesting experience um and i think that was kind of where i saw the teaching element and then i think probably you know the most important children to my life have been my brother and sister who have i have a 12 year age difference with so they were born you know when i was kind of coming up to my preteen years and i really really remember them being very very young um for a lot of my growing up uh, so I think their, yeah, kind of their presence in my life has also been quite, quite formative in that sense. Absolutely. And, you know, with that type of age difference, you might have even felt a bit like a parental figure at times. Yeah, you, absolutely. Do you recall reading, reading stories to them when they were children? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I loved yeah. it, actually. You know, we'd read Russian stories to them. Uh, which is good for me is practicing my Russian, making sure I wasn't forgetting it. Um, you know, we'd read all kinds of stories. Um, and yeah, I think that was, that was really, really valuable for me. Uh, and do you still, do you speak Russian and write Russian? I do, I do. So I speak Russian with my family, you know, my mum particularly, if I tried to speak to her in English, most of the time she'll only speak back to me in Russian, you know, <laughs> making sure not to let me lose it. Um, and to be honest, I rebelled against it for a long time when I was younger. Not to say I wanted to lose my Russian because I'm very close to my grandparents. So I definitely, you know, I wouldn't be able to speak to them if I didn't have Russian. But while you're kind of, you know, going to school, uh, making friends, it's quite hard to suddenly kind of go, well, I have to do this thing that none of my other friends are doing. It's extra work, it's extra time. It's really difficult and I don't see the point. So, you know, my parents, bless them, persevered. Um, and uh, I did keep my language and I'm, I'm really glad I did. Well, and it sounds in that in your past and also in your current life, that your relationship with your parents and your grandparents has been really important to you. And that as I, as I recall hearing that your grandparents would read you beautiful Russian fairy tales. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, my grandparents have always been very important to me. My, um, my parents had me at a very young age, they were both 21. So we were living with my grandparents, my dad's parents for, you know, my whole first five years, pretty much. Um, so they were, you know, almost co-parents. And uh, my mum's parents were also very, very close, very, very kind of involved in my life. 
so yeah those relationships do mean a lot and reading experiences made with them you know from when i was young uh, really really kind of make me who i am today Absolutely. And in, in pulling together some of the pieces that you've said, whether books were a source of stability for you and how you have also used books to bond with family members to really create and share special times. I can't I can't imagine a more beautiful use of children's children's stories or stories of any sort that, for that matter. So you really bring that to life in today's world by using your talents as an author and an illustrate to give families the opportunity to have their own special times together. Well, I definitely try to. And I think, uh, yeah, exactly as you say, it's so, so important. And actually with art as well, I'd say, you know, when you're a child using your imagination and being creative, and actually, I say when you're a child, forever, of course, forever. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> so important. And, you know, even for people like, you know, for me, I've made it my job. For some people, it isn't so directly linked to their job. So they think, oh, creativity is, you know, for, for children or not for me. But creativity is absolutely for everyone. And it doesn't have to be sitting down and drawing a picture. It can, you know, just be using your imagination, coming up with a funny story to tell someone, you know, cooking a new recipe, it can be so many things. Um, and yeah, I think doing that with your kids actually uh, as a bonding thing is so, so important. And I love how you emphasize that creativity is, you know, with us in so many ways, whether it is, I notice you're a doodler too, right? So whether you're doodling, whether you're oil painting, creating in the kitchen, gardening, um, you know, sewing, that the creativity is everywhere. All we need to do is to really embrace it and find those parts in ourselves that have a passion for a certain creative area. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, especially in kind of these difficult times with the pandemic and when we have to find kind of things that make us feel better or things that help us to kind of get on with, uh, with our day-to-day -day living, creativity is one of the main ones you know it's really uh, a way to well sometimes it's a bit of as i said before escapism but at the same time it's it's also time to think it's time to be mindful it's time to kind of maybe switch off the kind of day-to-day -day worries and actually just think about something nice and think about something that's actually giving you pleasure Absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, when you go back to reading, it's portable. Um, it is, you know, a book you can take with you anywhere. You can be on an airplane, you can be in line um, somewhere and have your book. You can, when I, when I go out to dinner, actually pre-pandemic, because I haven't been out to dinner in, in ages, there are families you'll see and almost everyone at the table is on their cell phone. And then you'll see another family where they have a child with a book and they're reading the book with the child and interacting with the child. And what it difference that makes in dynamics when you're using uh, whether it's a book or something else to actually interact with other people to share experiences to really connect and be in the same space 
together rather than being in the same space separate from the people you're with. Oh gosh, absolutely. Um, it's so funny you bringing up the kind of restaurant example as well, because for me, that was a big one when I was younger. I could not be in a restaurant without having something to draw on. And I remember I have drawn on everything. I was probably very annoying. <laughs> you know, uh, I had to have a napkin if there wasn't a piece of paper that my mum hadn't brought, or I'd have to try and find something. And I think... Um, you know, it's those years before you're kind of really finding conversation with adults, particularly exciting. Um, but yeah, I think drawing, I think books to get everyone present and, you know, talking about things that maybe you wouldn't normally talk about because it's getting you to empathise and live the lives of people who are really far removed from your day to day. And that's really powerful. Absolutely. And I love that books take us into particularly children's books when you're interacting with a child, reading the book with them, that you learn, the child is learning not just from what the book is offering, but from the discussions that occur after the book is closed or even while the book is being read and how those become such a part of our history. Yes. The, those memories and, and just the time sitting and cuddling with a child. And one of my favorite things to do is to give adults that I know children's books on their birthdays, some of my favorite books, because they're fun, they're easy to read, and they often have incredibly deep messages. Oh, yeah, it's so true. And actually, yeah, I've had a few people around me kind of giving, uh, giving children's books as gifts um you know to me but I, I'm obviously interested in them but also to just people around me and I think that's a wonderful trend I hugely hugely or hopefully not trend hopefully that will just be a thing because the thing for me that you know really makes children's books as special as they are is there's a kind of thought sometimes that it's this easy thing to write or it's this easy thing oh it's just a kid's book you know knock a little story out and that'll be that but it's you know it's almost a form of poetry because it has to be so simple, so concise, uh, but also to carry these many layers of meaning and also to have that element of interacting with the images because, you know, the best picture books for young ones are ones that, you know, where the images are really telling part of the story in a way that the text doesn't and they're both communicating. And, you know, we were talking about language earlier no, I spent a long time looking at picture books where I didn't understand the language and even someone reading it out to me wouldn't make a difference because I didn't know what was happening. But the pictures, I understood. Absolutely. And I love how you emphasize that piece about although a children's book may look simple, there is so much effort, so much work into creating that that symbi symbiotic quality of the, the pictures going with and working with the, with the words so that you are making the child's imagination heightened and you that's where the interactive energy comes from and like poetry where you have to watch that it doesn't get bogged down with too many words, too much. And oh my goodness, isn't that an art? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's tough. You know, it seems like it'd be easy because you don't need to say a lot, but it's actually easier to write more than it is to write less. Honestly, you know, some of my hardest writing moments have been where, you know, either I've been told to or I've figured out that something needs to be cut. And you just sit there going, no, no, I don't want to cut anything, please. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. It is true. So, you know, it has to be that kind of, yeah, just really concise, simple, but also full of life and full of meaning. Yes, and I I am with you. That it is difficult, isn't it, to cut something, and you don't you don't really want to cut anything, but you know you need to um, <laughs> for the sake of the art, right? So, moving to your book, the Chameleon's True Colors. Please tell me about that. Of course. Well, thank you. So, the Chameleon's True Colors uh, is telling the story of a little colorless chameleon. Uh, so he's in the jungle and he's feeling quite miserable uh, because he, he's missing something. He's not quite sure what he's missing, but he's missing something. So he goes off on this journey round the jungle to try and find it. Uh, so he meets all of these different wonderful characters and each of these wonderful characters has their own wonderful colour. Uh, and as he goes around, he introduces himself uh, and he asks them what their colour is. And they all uh, show that, share, share their colour and explain the reason for it. Because one of the big thoughts behind the book for me was actually saying that colours in nature are beautiful, but not just that, they all have a purpose. So we have, for example, the ladybird. Why is it red? Because it's actually warning the birds not to eat it. We've got the tiger who's hiding in the grass. Why is he stripy? It's actually hiding. Uh, we've got the beautiful peacock. Why is why are the feathers so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> well, we say he's uh, impressing his friends. <laughs> um, and um, and the chameleon goes round, finds these colours, finds it all amazing. And as he meets each character, he takes the colour. So once he's met all these uh, brilliant new friends, he looks round at himself, and he's beautiful. He is all of these amazing colors um, and you know it's a really kind of striking moment compared to where he was black and white at the beginning um, but when he goes back to his friends to show them just how amazing he is he actually sees a black and white jungle and all of his friends are there and they're looking very very sad and it really kind of reminds him reminds everyone of that moment from the beginning of the book where the chameleon was black and white and very, very sad himself. So it's a kind of, it's a moment of realization for the chameleon where actually he realizes, you know, he's got this amazing, but sadly at the expense of his friends. So he chooses to give back the colors, um, which is this wonderful sharing moment. And the, end, the friends actually say to him, you know what little chameleon, thank you so much for giving our colors back. We will now share our colors with you whenever you like. So that is how the little chameleon in the dark jungle uh, can change his colour whenever he likes. So it turns into a little origin story about how a chameleon can change his colours. And it's all through the power of sharing. What a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful tale. And, you know, it's as a psychologist, of course, I go into the world of psychology, but it feels like such a story of self-discovery, self-development, 
and other awareness, the important importance of being aware of others, considering others on our journey in life. Oh, I think it's just, oh, it's uh, now, okay, <laughs> another book I must read. <laughs> and what a, oh my goodness. And it truly, one of those very deep books where you can take it at surface level, right? But you can also yeah. really have some profoundly important discussions about it as well. Absolutely. And I think that was a big aim of mine because I don't want it to be, you know, something that kind of hammers home this lesson and feels really heavy handed about it. Um, you know, I want it to have the, the light plot at the top and it's all about colours and that really does matter. Um, you know, his kind of journey of just seeing the colours of the jungle and how that all works. Uh, but yes, absolutely. The, the, the sharing story, the story about growing up, the story about empathy um, and belonging actually is, is a really key part of that as well. Absolutely, the importance of community. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a fabulous book. I um, think that I am going to be looking for your third book. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, um, Yulia. Can you tell me, other than what we've talked about, a few takeaways you would like listeners to have just a few key points whether about the book or something else that you'd really like to highlight oh thank you um well i think some of the key takeaways are you know the fact that picture books or books in general are so important they're such a brilliant ways to bring families together uh, they're brilliant for kids like me who might not understand the language um, for whatever reason, actually. It could be because they've moved country. It could be because, um, you know, they're nonverbal. It could be for many reasons. So I think having different forms of communication to bring families together or to bring communities together is, you know, probably my number one takeaway. <laughs> Um, and, and that's a beautiful takeaway. That oh, is a beautiful. Thank you. And yeah, I do. I really do strongly believe in that. And I think, you know, from that building art, creativity, that what we were talking about earlier, I, again, am a strong advocate for, for both young children and for adults forevermore, because it's, it really, really does help our happiness day to day. And it helps us, again, to communicate with each other, as I said before. You know, you're making me think that when I talk to families and children and people are looking back on their childhoods, you don't hear people say, oh, I recall sitting and, you know, playing on my phone or, you know, watching mm -hmm. TV alone in my room or working on my computer. What I remember is, and this is what, you know, most people say is, I remember sitting down with mom and dad and we'd all be mm -hmm. talking on the couch or, you know, I was read a bedtime story or my mom would sing with me and play the guitar. So clearly mm -hmm. the pieces that are most important to, to hearts of children and families are those magical times spent together, sharing times and you know, reading books, that really bonding way of just settling in and, and participating with each other. Yes, definitely. They're the real memories that stick with us and are, have to be valued. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Yulia. I am so appreciative. It has been such a pleasure to share time with you. Where can our listeners find you? Oh, thank you so much. So, um, yeah, it's been brilliant to be on here, by the way. I'm uh, really, really chuffed. And I think, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was great to, to chat to you. Thank um, you. Oh, but uh, yes, places to find me. So um, best place to look for uh, at the very first stage is my Instagram. So I'm on at Yulia Artist. So that's Y-U-L-I-Y-A-R-T-I-S-T. Uh, Yuli Artist. Uh, so please do take a look there. And um, that's also the same as my um, my website, which is www.yuliartist.com. Um, so yeah, please do take a look. I'll show off my books and my various illustrations and projects where I can on there and talk, you know, about issues that matter to me. Well, thank you so much, Yulia. And I will spell Yulia's name. Y-U-I-L-Y-A, Pankratova, P-A-N-K-R-A-T-O-V-A. And thanks again, Yulia. It has been a true joy. As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you'd choose a book from Familius Publishing, such as the books we discussed today, The Chameleon's True Colors, and No Matter What. Thank you so much, Yulia. And for our listeners, I would like to spell Yulia's name. It is Y-U-L-I-Y-A. Last name, Pankratova, P-A-N-K-R-A-T-O-V-A. So thank you so much, Yulia, for being with us. It has been such a joy. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you choose a book from Familius Publishing, such as the books we talked about today, The Chameleon's True Colors, and of course, No Matter What. So we would be so grateful if one step at a time, you can help us make the world a happier place. And thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together. Together and we love forever when we read.